Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. Thank you, thank you, and welcome back to another episode of the Derek Izzy Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Skills. What is Skills? They are a company that makes competitive gaming software. However, it's monetized. So check this out. Everybody likes to play Solitaire, Angry Birds. There's lots of addictive games out there. Now, Skills makes a game called Solitaire Cubed. What that is, is it is a monetized version of Solitaire. For as little as a 60 cent entry fee, you can play one-on-one against another player. The game goes live right through your phone. The winner gets a dollar. They have games of all kinds of different prize money. If you're feeling confident, you can enter one of their larger tournaments with a $60 entry fee. Work your way through the competition and pocket $300 by winning the tournament. What does skills have to do with the Derek Izzy show? Well, I'll tell you what. You can get $20 for free deposited into your skills account. $20 of bonus money just by signing up with the code on DerekIzzy.com. Go to DerekIzzy.com, click on the skills link, and start your account. You can get a $20 bonus as soon as you fund your account. Skills does have other competitive games that are monetized. So if Solitaire is not your thing, check out some of their other offerings. It's also an interesting company to buy stock in. I started buying shares of stock in Skills a few months ago when it was $12 a share, and it's currently trading somewhere between $28 and $30 a share. So check it out. Use the link on DerekIzzy.com. Sign up for Skills, and you will receive $20 in bonus funds as soon as you start funding your account. The topic of today's podcast was born in 1793. We believe that she was born in the Charleston, South Carolina area, but there are very few details about her birth, very few details about her childhood. Her real name seems to be unknown. What we do know is that she was known as a very beautiful and charming woman. She was very popular among the Charleston, South Carolina community. Now, at the time, Charleston was really a fast-growing city. Lots of wealthy entrepreneurs were moving to the Charleston area, and they ran the show. Wealthy residents of Charleston were in government. They ran the local businesses. They had tight control over the town. At one time, it was said that the top 4% 
of the population in Charleston controlled more than 50% of all the wealth in the city. This was back in the time of slavery. It was said that the actual slave population of Charleston outnumbered the population of slaveholders. You can imagine the kind of tension that this would create in the Charleston society. As different members of the wealthy class made their journey to Charleston, the outskirts of Charleston became ripe for criminals. Highway robbery is a term you might be familiar with. Everybody had to travel along the highways in order to get to the city. Criminals would wait on the outskirts of the city and rob people as they tried to pass by. One such place where several robberies took place is the Six Mile House. It was an inn for travelers passing through Charleston. It was located six miles north of Charleston, South Carolina, which is where it got its name. The owners of this inn will lead us into this story. The topic of our podcast, after marrying her husband John, they would purchase this six-mile house, six miles north of Charleston, and reports started to generate that guests had been disappearing. But with very little evidence, and the renowned beauty of the wife of the establishment, These allegations were short-lived. Now, some of the economics of the Charleston area, travelers would come through selling tobacco, cotton, animal hides. It was common for travelers to stop at inns like the Six Mile House as they traveled into town to do business with the local residents. But the legend of the Six Mile House and this married couple would be different from anything Charleston, South Carolina, had ever experienced. As the story goes, travelers would venture to Charleston, South Carolina, stopping at the Six Mile House. The wife of the couple that owned the establishment would make them dinner, serve them tea, but the tea was laced with poison. A poison that would put the guests to sleep. The wife of the establishment targeted single men, as they would be less likely to suspect her of any wrongdoing and more likely to drink from the tea that she had made. As the story goes, the traveler would drink the tea, pass out, laying in their bed, and then the bed would suddenly drop through the floor, revealing another bed of spikes. The happy couple would then dispose of the body and rob the men of their belongings and money. After several reports of unusual happenings at the Six Mile House, authorities were notified. They investigated. It seemed like the Six Mile House was a home for outlaws, a gang of criminals. One man who decided to spend the night was not a fan of tea. When the topic of our podcast served him his tea, she left the room and he dumped it out without her noticing it. When she returned to the room, she assumed that he drank it. He then retired to his bedroom, but something about the bedroom made him feel uneasy. He decided not to sleep in the bed. Instead, he slept in a chair. He was awoken by a sudden noise. It was the bed falling through the floor. 
The man was so frightened he jumped out the window, got on his horse, and rode away. He went straight to the sheriff. After the sheriff investigated, and having investigated multiple times, the couple was finally arrested, jailed, and set for trial. While being in jail, they decided to hatch an escape plot. The husband, John, he hung some sheets out the window and tried to escape like that. He made it. He successfully escaped, but the sheets snapped, and therefore the topic of our podcast could not escape with him. He was returned back to the jail. This jail that they were housed in, the conditions were deplorable. The jail was originally built to hold about 128 prisoners, but at times it held as many as 300. Prisoners were locked in cages. There was rampant disease, torture, violence, fights between inmates, guards that would beat the inmates and torture them. Eventually, in 1939, the jail would be closed, but that was after an estimated 10,000 people had died in the jail. These kinds of conditions combined with the criminal history of the topic of our podcast could not have helped the mental health of her and her husband. So the topic of our podcast was indicted for assault with intent to murder. The charge was later changed to highway robbery. And while other residents of the Six Mile House were also arrested, the death penalty was handed out to our happy couple. They were sentenced to death by hanging. At the time, highway robbery was considered a capital offense, therefore the death penalty was warranted. Before hanging the husband John, he found religion. He made peace with his actions, and John went to the hangman's gallows, and he went peacefully. But the topic of our podcast, she decided to take her own fate in her hands. As they placed her head in the noose, before the hangman could take action, she revealed her last words. She screamed out, If you have a message you want to send to hell, give it to me and I'll carry it. And with that, she lunged forward before the hangman could act and she hung herself. It is said to this day that her ghost haunts Charleston. There are tours of the area where the crimes allegedly took place and where some of the historic locations are still around. However, the topic of our podcast was given the moniker of being America's first female serial killer. Her name was Lavinia Fisher, the first female serial killer. Or was she? Thank you for listening to the Derek Izzy Show. Tune in next month as we dive deeper into this story. Join us for part two coming out on March 1st. And then maybe then you will know the rest of the story. Remember to use the link on DerekIzzy.com. Get that $20 bonus fund deposit whenever you fund your account with skills. Get on the app and maybe you'll compete against me in a solitaire cube tournament. 
And as always, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family. The Derek Izzy Show is carried on iTunes, Facebook, and Spotify, as well as DerekIzzy.com. Make sure to visit DerekIzzy.com for an updated list of all of our sponsors and other businesses that help support the show. Use those links and codes because that's what keeps us in business. Good day.